0: to micro-fail their way into massive success and growth. We are Mindset Impact Strategic Catalysts, helping innovative entrepreneurs focus. We are CEO Mischief Makers. Ready to make a little mischief? Hi, welcome to the conversation, CEO Mischief Makers, because we are going to make some mischief today. This is one of my favorite people to talk to in the world. Uh, I'm telling you, I can't wait to introduce him to you, Justice Marimi. Welcome to the
1: conversation, sir. Hey, thank you so much. I'm glad to be here.
0: Yeah, so I'm really glad you're here. If people in the audience don't know, if your amazing mischief makers have never created a podcast before, One of the most amazing things you get to do, and really the main reason we do this, is to be able to talk to the people we admire. It really allows you to talk to those people. And we just one-on-one have a conversation. And I'm telling you, nothing compares in this world than talking to the people you admire and getting incredible bits of wisdom. And I call them rocket boosters. It's like rocket fuel for me. So, just in case there are people in the audience who don't know who you are, give them a little idea of what you do.
1: Yeah. So, I have a YouTube channel and I always started off with I'm a former pastor, current life coach who helps leaders and entrepreneurs figure out what's next, especially when they're wondering what now. And so, that's what I do. A lot of people come to me and they're kind of in this position where they're going, you know, what's next in life? I've achieved a certain thing, or I feel stuck. And they're asking, you know, what now? And so we figure out what's next. And so married, wife's name is Stephanie. I got three kids, eight, six, and two, Daniel, Ezekiel, and Moses. We didn't realize how Old Testament those names were until somebody said that. I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. Those are pretty epic names. Uh, We just thought they were pretty cool. And uh, we've been married coming up on 10 years in July and live here in the Austin area, Round Rock specifically here in Texas, and absolutely love what I get to do and love my amazing family and city.
0: Yeah. So we kind of dive in a little bit because I've heard your story Mm -hmm. about how you actually even got married, right? The whole story around you actually getting married. And I don't know if you want to talk about that. You mentioned that you help people figure out what's next by looking at what's now. I love that. So that's all mindset. There are lots of coaches, lots of people out there who will help you get started, right? Getting started is a real difficult hurdle, right? But once you start, you at least have some momentum, you start going. The difficulty is to not let that momentum stop and to actually keep it going faster and going in the direction you wanna go. That's really tough stuff.
1: Yeah. It's much oh, yeah. harder
0: than just getting started because at least you have that passion or whatever it is that yeah. impetus that made you start. To yeah. make it keep going is really tough. So talk about that a little bit. How did you do that? How did you keep going and how do you help people keep going?
1: Yeah, for a lot of people they kind of get into this place where they're they've reached the limits that they know. And so if you're just starting out, you kind of get the hustle and you got the excitement like you're sharing of like let's go, let's go, let's go. And either you get super successful and you're like, is this it? Or you get to a point where you're going, man, you're looking around and everyone's passing you by and you're going, what am I doing wrong? Or you're just at this point where you've plateaued, your business plateaued. And sometimes it's because your team can no longer perform at the level they need to, or because you've had your head down so much that you've stopped learning. And so it really is dependent on each person. I've kind of seen it all. I've got a client that says, nobody helps you quit better than justice. And he goes, if there's ever someone that needs to quit their job or quit their business, I know a guy to send them and it's justice. And it's because sometimes the next thing is the best thing. Sometimes the grass is greener somewhere else. And sometimes you know, you've done all you needed to do for a certain thing. And it's time to move on. And I've been in that situation. I was a pastor and I would have told everybody that I was going to be a pastor for the rest of my life, that this is what I was going to do. And then through circumstance and through what I believe God calling me to do something else, I had to go and it felt like I was letting people down. It felt like I was failing, but I was stepping into something new. And so for some people, it's stepping into the new and giving them the courage that, hey, everything, all the skills you've acquired, they transfer over. It's just a new industry or a new place. And then for some people, it is, you know, and if you're in any of my groups and MJ was, it's. Hey, comparison is the thief of joy you're on your own journey and you just need to keep going it's more of a quit looking around and just keep going you're on your own course you're doing it at your own pace what works for you works for you and for other people they've got to upgrade they've got bad team around them they've got bad mindset and so yeah they're not getting anywhere because they've got the wrong people on their team and sometimes we hold on to those people because they've been with us from the beginning and I always like to say like, hey, you don't always dance with the one you brought. And so it's one of those things where it's helping them overcome the Messiah complex of, but I provide for their family and I'm the reason they're here and all the ego things. And go, no, you're not. They've got everything it takes. You need to let them go. They might not have done anything wrong. They just might not be the right fit for you right now as the business has gone and and maybe you need to upgrade some of your thinking. And so it's multiple different things depending on the person, but usually when they're stuck, it's one of those three or a couple other ones.
0: Yeah. So take me through a time when you've had to do those things, whether it's most recently or a long time ago, where you've had to realize that for yourself, because I I love what you said, and you didn't say it exactly like this, but the way I interpret it is we only know what we know. We can only get to the level of our current knowledge. And in order to get to that next level, we have to have an input of something to help us go to that next level. And I've been in every single one of the things you just outlined, (laughs) every freaking one where I had to completely switch, where I had to say goodbye to people, where I had to upgrade all of it. And I'm telling you right now, anybody listening, if you think that all you have to do is handle this next little thing, and then the world is going to open up and be just angels singing, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but that ain't going to happen. Yeah, Uh, There will be something else next. I guarantee you, I really think, really, this is my purpose in life, just to keep growing as a human until I can no longer do so. Yes, (laughs) really is. So what was the most recent for you?
1: Throughout my life, I'd say the most recent would be you know going into full-time coaching, which was scary for me, but the signs just kept showing up. And at first you're avoiding them. And so the context to this is when I was a pastor, there were times towards the end where I wanted to quit, but I knew that I was trying to escape a hard thing. And so I stuck with it. I stuck with it. And then the hard thing happened and went through it. And then it was time for me to go. And I went. And then I did everything else after that to avoid that pain again, when really that pain was there to teach me a lesson. And so it caused our family to go through a lot of financial heartache because I was just avoiding working with someone else that could hurt me and other things. My pride was like, you could do this on your own, go figure it out. But then that led to me saying, you know what? I'm actually not that great. I'm a great coach, but I'm not great at business. And I actually had to come in under somebody that was really good at business, that is really good at business. And then while I was there, I was like, well, I don't want to leave too soon. And so I held on too long. Well, not too long, but I held on a little bit longer than I should have. And so going, hey, I actually can. The mistakes I made trying to be an entrepreneur the first time are not predictors of the future. And so I need to make that leap and say, hey, I'm going to take a bet on me and really do this. And it's worked out wonderfully. And There's always ups and downs, but that was the biggest one where it was, Hey, I need to pick my head up and go, you know what? Yes, there's risk, but this is something that you need to do.
0: Mistakes of the past are not predictors of the future. Yeah. So many of us get caught there and we leave it. I mean, I know people who've been caught there, their entire lives, not just a few months, not just a few years, but their entire lives. It's all about fear, right? It's all about that fear. What did you do to allow yourself to get past that?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I have a coach. He and I went through the same program at the same time. And so we coach each other every month. And then I have a wonderful wife who lets me just talk out loud and process. And then I pray a lot. And so between all that, having people giving me input, giving me objective looks at how I'm operating as a person and maybe some limiting beliefs I have talking to other people, mentors, friends, just saying, Hey, like just overdoing it really. And just going, Hey, I just want to talk this through. You could see things that I can't, I want to process it. And once I did that with enough people, it became obvious. It just became obvious. And so I was able to move past the fear. Sometimes fear is good. Meaning, you know, if you're being chased by a tiger, you don't want to be like, you know, is this fear? Is this not fear? It's like, no, no, you need to go. You need to leave. You know. Exactly. I've also met other people that I've had to coach that I saw how they thought fear just meant, you know, take action right away to overcome the fear. And it's like, well, let's figure out what this fear is. Is it fear discernment? Because early on, you don't know the difference. You're like, I don't want to be irresponsible. I don't want to do this. And so you actually have to process it and look through it. So I processed with enough people that knew me well enough, prayed about it. And then I was able to go, okay, now that I know what it is, now I have to make a decision. Now I need to take action. But it took, I would say about six months of just observing and just going, am I seeing what I think I'm seeing? And then it took about 90 days of talking to people and going, is what I'm seeing what you're seeing? What else are you seeing? And then I was able to go, yep, I have the data right in front of me. Now, if I avoid this, I'm operating from fear and I don't want to do that.
0: Yeah. Would you liken it, I mean, I kind of liken it to, and I don't know if you agree, it kind of a surrender. You really do have to surrender to it It, rather than distracting from it, fighting it, wallowing in it. I feel it's like a surrender and just surrender, whatever that feeling is, surrender to it. And then it kind of presents itself, kind of opens itself. And like you say, the more you talk about it, the more you can process and people, you know, who you trust can give you that feedback. The time you get really in trouble is when you either try and deny, distract, right? Or wallow, yeah. right? Yeah. Then you're not really seeing it. And I really, I love the saying, I try to be the sky and not the clouds. That's the way I think of yeah. it. Because yeah. that that feeling is the clouds and they're going to pass by. But the more yeah. I can just be the sky and observe the clouds,
1: yeah, the better I'll be. No, that's, that's great. I think for fear is just the unknown. It's sometimes our imagination of what could happen like in the future. And so I always just like to figure out what is it actually. And sometimes what looks like a wolf is just a tick. And so I need to know what it actually is. Like, what is the thing that we're actually facing? And that's why a lot of people get stuck is because they don't know what it is. And when you don't know what it is, it is just this mist. It is just this fog. It is just this thing. And you're going, I can't see my way through it. I don't know what it is. And so when you could finally just go, oh, this is what it is. Okay, now I see what it is. Now I can make a decision. And so I do agree. It's just like, yeah, address it. See what it is. What is it actually? And then you can make some decisions about it.
0: I'll tell you, everyone listening, Justice and I, I think, are here to just give you permission. It's okay. Yeah, you can do yeah. it. You can process it. I don't know of anyone who's died of those thoughts, unless yeah. they let them overwhelm them, right? Yes. Just the thoughts themselves are not going to harm you, unless no. you choose that.
1: Yes, a hundred percent.
0: Yeah. So, what's the next mindset hurdle you are facing? Have you come across it yet, or are you just kind of floating along right now? And- Steam no, down. no, that's
1: great. There is always a mindset thing that I'm going through. It's how much of my attention is it worth? And so, right now, I've kind of dealt with all of the stuff that I need to deal with right now. There's other things back there that I know that are back there, but they're just not worth my attention right now. Now it's more about for me, it's just action and awareness. It's just those two. I know what I want. I know that I'm going to have to change to be able to achieve it. But in order to get there, I just need to be around other people that have achieved it or have seen it be achieved. And so that's just awareness. And then once they give me the information, it's going, okay, I'm going to take action on what they've shared with me to the best of my ability. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Wow. And action.
0: You know, lots of times, I know my husband does this quite often, and I'm sure he won't mind me uh, sharing this. Um, You know, we're coming up to 39 years married. I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I'll be, okay. When we get stuck in that analysis paralysis, because, you know, even though we said a minute ago, you know, figure it out, you can also get stuck there. So when you get stuck in that analysis paralysis, when you start doing that and not taking action, really action is what gets you through that and just get out of your head Stop thinking about it. Stop talking about it. Just do. And sometimes that's all you need to. So find balance. It's tough. That's why, like what Justice said, you got a coach. I got a coach. This gentleman sitting here is one of my coaches. I don't have just one. I have two. So and I have a mastermind with a friend where we meet every week (laughs) and we have for the last like five years. So when I finally stopped doing it alone and being that superhero solo entrepreneur that just figured it all out and didn't need any help, when I finally stopped doing that, things really took off.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. So
0: don't be alone, right?
1: Yes. A hundred percent. I think isolation is kind of an unnecessary place to be.
0: Unnecessary. Yes. So, if you haven't figured out so far, there's probably about 20 different little nuggets that you could pick out of what Justice has just talked about. And if you just focus on one of them, you will make forward progress. But mindset, I heard in a conference, heard someone say recently, mindset isn't everything, but it affects everything. Yeah. On a scale of the things that can affect your business. Where does mindset fit in the scale of the things that can affect your business?
1: Then the top is in the bottom middle. Is it what? Yeah, I would say you have to see it as like the glasses you put on. And so there are people who have focused zero attention on mindset and built amazing businesses. And there are people that have focused purely on mindset and drowned businesses. And so it's one of those things of, hey, these are just the glasses you put on. And mindset just helps you clear it just a little bit more session by session or year by year where you're just like, I can see myself clear. I can see where we're going clear. The analogy I share with everyone is because they go like, do I need a coach? And I'm like, maybe, I don't know. That's up to you. But I use the lamppost analogy. Like If every entrepreneur at the end of the day came to a lamppost and just talked about their day. And just talk to this lamppost that couldn't talk back. They would be so much better because they were able to hear their own thoughts and just see some of the ugliness. But most entrepreneurs go home alone, cannot share anything with their spouse because they don't want to overwhelm them or scare them. Don't want to share things with their team because they don't want to overwhelm them or scare them. And don't want to share it necessarily with their buddies because they're like, some of this is embarrassing and I don't know who you're going to share it with and I don't want to let it in. And so it just lives in their head. So it's more of the lenses that you're wearing, that that you're looking at things. And that's the thing that I hear most often. And I'd say most coaches hear this, which is, man, that's a good question, which is a response. It's like every coach's favorite thing to hear. Man, that was a good question. Or let me think about that. I've never thought about it that way. And so when it comes to your business, the number one important thing is sales. Like in the beginning, it's just sales. You're not a business if you're not getting money. And then two, it's how are we maintaining those things, operations? And then three, it's the back end of like, hey, are we paying our taxes and are we paying our people? And so at the beginning, you just need to make sure that your business has enough value. They got people coming through the door that when they come through the door, they're enjoying being in there. And then they're not leaving out the back door because it's something you're doing messed up. Now, how do you amplify all of that? You have a healthy mindset. How do you keep from sabotaging that? You have a healthy mindset. And so mindset is kind of, it's just the way you look at it. And we say this in coaching business, no one has a budget for coaching, nor should they. They shouldn't go, oh, now my budget is this. It's like, no, because the most important thing for your business is not a coach. The most important thing to a business is you and how you create value, maintain value, and sustain it for the long haul by having healthy practices. Now, who's taking care of you? And that's where the coaches come in. There you go.
0: Can't say it any better. That's mindset for you. I can't wait to take on the next topic. Thank you, sir. You bet. Okay, hold on. If your mindset was shifted, you were inspired to innovate and you were spurred into action, don't just move on with your day. Focus, my friend, and take a few minutes to visit ceomischiefmaker.com to learn more about the value that was shared with you today. Please act now and create some CEO mischief of your own.